This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Clap, clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. So to get started, I want to just ask you first. Like, before we get into the new stuff, Pat Beverly talked about on his pod, had a lot of interesting things to say. I'm just curious, what is your, like, overarching opinion on what is happening with James Harden and the Sixers? Do you think Daryl Morey lied to him? I mean, there's, so there's two different things that he could have lied to him about, right? Mm -hmm. There is, did he have a handshake agreement to get, once he opted in last year uh, or took a a haircut last year Mm -hmm. in order to bring in other players, did Daryl Morey say, Hey, I'll make you hold down the line and give you a bigger contract. That's one potential thing that Daryl might've lied about. The other one is, Hey, opt in now. We'll give you your 35 million, whatever. And then we'll do our best to accommodate you on a trade. To the former, I don't think so because let's not forget that in December, Harden's camp was leaking that he was on his way back to Houston over and mm-hmm. over and over and over again. So, I mean, if that's what James wants to posit, then that's fine. But I'm personally not buying it because, you know, there's two sides to that coin. For this last one, I think that there's probably a difference in opinion on how that conversation went down. James obviously thinks, hey, once I opted in, you're going to move me. And I think Daryl was more of the vein that, once you opt in, I'm going to try my best to move you, but I'm not going to move you for nothing. We'd be better keeping you right. than moving you for nothing. So, you know, this to me falls with James Harden. So I actually fall on the different side of that coin. And first let me say, do. yeah, well, welcome to the pod. Naturally. Um, yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, let me say this first. Like, I think the word lie has like a lot of, like, it sounds very mean spirited to me. So I understand that I don't know Daryl Moy personally. I don't know James Harden personally. But I will say this, like, it really sounds to me like Daryl Morey did lie to James Harden because we all agree last offseason he took a pay cut. Like, mm-hmm. that was certainly what both camps were spinning. James took less so they could sign P.J. Tucker, and the Sixers were doing the whole, like, wow, what a winner. This guy is such a great teammate. So we all seem to agree he took less money last offseason. Then I get the Houston thing is the report where it's like, well, why are you leaking that if, if, you, if you think there's interest or you're going to get that deal? And I understand that. And I think that that might have just been a misplay by Harden. But I just find it very hard to believe that James Harden willingly took less money last offseason without thinking it was going to come back on the other end. Like, point blank period. We don't know what was said in that room. We don't know if it was a firm, like, here's the number or I'm going to take care of you thing. But why would James take less money, actually, if he didn't think he was going to get on the back end? And then the way he talks about it, 
calling him a liar, saying he'll never play for him. Like he clearly is like a man scorned. Like he is very upset about this as I would be if I thought someone was going to give me all this money and then didn't. So to me, I feel like the the bottom line base of this is Daryl Morey does not want to pay James Harden. Like point blank period. If Daryl wanted to pay him, he would have talked to him prior to free agency. He would have given him the money. He would have made sure it happened. Like I think they are using the Houston, sorry, the Houston excuse as a cop-out, like as a, oh, you broke it first, actually. When in reality, if they wanted them, they wouldn't care about that. They would be like, oh, yeah, you're going to go to Houston, but you're not anymore. Great. We'll give you the money we promised you. couple of things here. You yeah. said Daryl Morey doesn't want to pay James Harden. I would add a caveat. Nobody wants to pay James Harden. James Harden isn't owed anything. If he says, I'm going to take a pay cut so that you can sign some extra players, and then we're going to get, you know, we'll figure out a deal right. down the line. Okay, when you get down the line, what's the market for James Harden? And the answer is evidently not very good, right? I mean, if he was, he's leaking all this stuff about going back to Houston. If Houston wanted him, he'd be there. Guess who's there? Fred Van Fleet, not James Harden. Mm -hmm. What was the market for James Harden during this offseason? James Harden didn't have to opt back into that contract. He could have just signed a free agent deal somewhere else. If it was more lucrative, he would have. He couldn't find one because it doesn't exist. So he opts back in. He decides to take the 35 and change. Fine. Good for you. That's a lot of money. But once you do that, they're not obligated to trade you for nothing just because you want to go to the Clippers. And oh yeah, not for nothing. You really kind of screwed yourself when you said the only place you want to go to is the Clippers. I mean, this is like negotiating one-on-one. If you want to get mm -hmm. moved somewhere, you have to create a market. If you cut out Daryl's legs and say, the only place I want to go to is the Clippers, then he has a he has limited tools at his disposal. So again, and I know that you're on the other side of this, but unsurprisingly, it's the wrong side. Well, this yes. falls back with James Harden. Yeah. So like, here's my thing though. What's the point of a handshake agreement if it's contingent on a bunch of things? Like when, and this is what I think it, what gets lost in this. James Harden took less money. Like James mm -hmm. Harden is the one that has had money taken out of his pocket. It's easy for the Sixers to go, well, you know what? Your market isn't what I thought. Or my favorite cop-out excuse is the, we don't want to talk to you because of tampering thing. Like, get out of here, man. If you wanted James Harden back, you would let it be known. Here's what we're offering you at the end of free agency. Here's what we think is going to work. We want you back. You're a priority. So if I'm James Harden, I think, A, you told me you would give me, you, like you told me you would take care of me or whatever the verbiage was. There was some type of agreement. And then you go quiet on me. And then like, so I don't know what's going on. And then with the opt-in thing, like this is my favorite thing and shout out to WIP callers. I love them with all my heart. This is <laughs> my favorite thing they say is they go, well, when you opt in, like you opted in to play for the Sixers. No, he opted in to get traded. When that tweet came out, I remember everyone on WIP being like, oh, thank God he's gone. He's such a loser. I never have to watch him again. Nobody was like, oh, he opted in. Maybe he's going to be back. So twice I feel, and honestly, I think the agent like also has something to do with this. I don't know if he's played this the best from Harden's perspective, but I feel like Maury has probably twice told him something and twice it hasn't happened. Now you can argue Maury is doing it in the best of the best interest of the, uh, of the team. And that's his job. But then I think James also has a right to be really upset about this. Well, I, I, you keep glossing over everything that Harden has done here. What about well, going what's he back done? To what's he done? What about going back to December when there were rumors after reports, after uh, sources saying he's going back to Houston, right? So if right. he's if he's dead set convinced that this handshake agreement that we don't even know happened uh, right. was guaranteeing him money down the line, then why is he telling everybody who will listen that he's going back to Houston because he's trying to drum up a market, right? There's mm -hmm. two sides to this. 
James Harden is not without so, culpability here. And yes, he did opt in, but if he had if he had been done so dirty by the 76ers organization and Daryl Morey in specific, who, by the way, is one of the few people left in the NBA who still speaks highly of James Harden and has his back. When, like, yes. He's trying to force his way out of a third team in four years, and Daryl Morey is like, yeah, man, I'm trying to take care of you here. If he had been done so dirty, why opt back in? Why not just say, I'm going to hit the free agent market and I'll get what I can get? And the answer is, because the 35 was worth more than anything else anybody else was offering. 100%. I agree with you. I agree with you that the money was not out there for him. And look, that's on him too. Now, the ironic thing is he actually had a way better year this year than he did the year before when he took the pay cut. Like he was considerably better, in my opinion, this year. The big debate in Philly right now is like him in the playoffs. I fall on the line of he had two amazing games and they don't get to game seven without him. Other people are on the line of he was a complete loser in game seven. So depends on what side of the coin you fall on that one. Getting to game seven was just putting the football back in Lucy's hands so that yes. Charlie Brown and Charlie Brown in this scenario is the Sixers and all of us watching them as well. Correct. Yes. Missed the football again. I'm so yeah. tired of the second round. This is what my initial reaction when I heard about this was when he said, I'm never going to play for the Sixers again, and I'll never play for Daryl Moore because Daryl Morey's a liar. Okay. Guess what happens with, with him or without him? They're still not getting out of the second round. You can put them on the team or take them off the team. They're still not getting out of the second round. It has been year after year after year of this. And I, frankly, I'm just like tired of this team. So I fall on the opposite side of that one. Like this team has been really, really good. And in my opinion, they were very what? close to win. In, this, by what metric? By by the win metric. If you look at regular season What have wins, they won? And, okay, I'm going to tell you. If you look at regular season wins over the last six years since they started trying to win again, mm-hmm. they're in the top five. If you look at playoff wins over the last six years, I believe they're also in the top five. If you look at teams that have been to the second round five of the last six years, only two other teams have done it. So I also, or one other team, sorry, the Suns. I also feel that frustration of like, trust me, man, all year I defended this team and I looked like an idiot when they got blown out. I don't like looking like an idiot. No good for me. I do my hair too nice to look like an idiot. I have bad news. Yeah, I, yeah. well, yeah, this is just Sixers. Wait, <laughs> wait till we go to Go Birds Pod. Yeah, but yeah. like they have accomplished a lot. They just have. So while I agree with you, it is frustrating and it's like a narrative thing that they have have not gotten out of the second round. Like with James Harden, they have a chance to win a title next year. And that's why these people, I understand being mad at the team, but they are better with James Harden. Like I don't know a trade they make unless they're getting Lillard. And we'll talk about that when we talk about the schedule. But I don't know a trade they make like for Harden that makes them better. And that's why this whole thing is just upsetting to me because they're not going to be as good as they would have been with James Harden. Yeah. My mileage varies on that. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I just, I look at this team and I've seen the pieces, the closest that they've gotten to something significant, especially in the second round was obviously that Toronto series. I was there. I saw Kawhi hit an epic historic four bounce Mm -hmm. shot. That's a once in a lifetime thing. And everybody goes, well, you know, if Kawhi doesn't hit that and they win that game, maybe they go on into golden state and they won the championship, but ifs and buts, right? That's really the closest they've come in the second round. Most of the other second round, I mean, the Atlanta series was a complete flame out. This Boston was one. I know that you say that. Well, I mean, look, it was pretty close. Like it was pretty close. They were three minutes away in game six of winning it. Just and then what I mean, happened? They were. Like they lost. Minutes, they lost. I agree. And they lost in abject fashion in Game Seven. I mean, that For was sure. a complete it was embarrassing. utter no yeah. show. And you have the yep. MVP on your team, and I, you know, like he had an incredible season, and I'm glad he won the award. But that was a complete no show by that team. So on the whole, accepting that series against Toronto, I haven't seen a lot of success in the second mm-hmm. round where you go, oh, maybe they could have done that. 
it's mostly you beat the first round opponent, you get in there, and then you step on whatever rake is in front of you, and then you face plant. So bringing back James Harden, yeah, I mean, would they be better than whatever, you know, Detrius that they get in whatever trade that they make with the Clippers? (laughs) Sure. But that still doesn't get you very far, I don't think. I mean, I I look at the Eastern Conference. Are they better than the Celtics? I don't think so. Are they better than the Bucs? I don't think so. Then all of a sudden you get into where's the heat? Yes, they lost a a bunch of players, but they still have Jimmy Butler and perhaps they add Dame Lillard. And they're probably going to add Dame, yeah. Are they better than an ascendant, like starting to climb Cleveland Cavaliers team? I mean, maybe, probably, but I don't know by how much. Right. Yeah, I mean, look, when when I look at the East – and I guess we'll take this sidetrack. When I look at the East, I think that they are close to the Celtics because we just saw that in the seven-game series. They barely lost them. The Bucs, to me, are an interesting team because the Bucs, they won a championship. They have a player that arguably could be the best player in the league, really good role players, all those things. They also did just lose in the first round of the playoffs. So imagine if – now, I know I know Giannis was hurt, but if the Sixers lost in the first round last year, nobody would be sitting here being like, oh, they're a team that's definitely better than them. The Cavs, to me, I like their players. They're in a bit of like – they have to prove it to me until I take them anywhere serious. I do like Donovan Mitchell. The Knicks, I don't think, have a legit number one, so I don't take them seriously. So as long as Embiid is on the Sixers and if Maxi can take a step, plus with Nick Nurse, I do think they are a top three team in the East. And, you know, you let the chips fall where they may in terms of if they can finish in that top three or if they are, like, fourth if Embiid misses time. But the hardened thing to me to circle back to it is, like, what do you do? Like, you know, we can debate if he lied, if he didn't lie, like – if you're Daryl Morey, are you digging your heels in on this? Are you trying to save the relationship? There were reports that Embiid, uh, Embiid like try has tried to get Harden multiple times to come back to the team. Let's put you in Daryl Morey's seat. Like, what are you doing? I'm I'm doing what I always do as Daryl Morey, which is I'm trying to find the best deal for the team, and mm-hmm. that's why I think it's interesting here because you know James Harden comes out and he says it's time to get uncomfortable, right? He goes he goes to China where he yes. gives a, a bunch of. I, and by the way, my favorite part about this whole thing. Is a bunch of children in China who show up to see James Harden, and all of a sudden he's like, "I got some stuff to get off my chest." Yes, he's like, "By the way, like, Daryl Moore is a liar." Also, who wants a free pair of shoes? Are we in the right spot? I'm not yes, entirely yes. sure. I wish but someone so would have followed up and been like, "But didn't you opt in just to see what he would have yeah. would have said?" Yeah. So, I mean. James Harden is trying to make things uncomfortable, right? And force his mm-hmm. way out. He's going to be such a problem that the 76ers can't have him around. I'm sorry. Recent history. Are you unaware of it, James Harden? Did you not see what happened with Ben Simmons? They had yes. him come to practice. That man wore sweatpants and had a phone in his pocket. <laughs> and they still were like, we're not going to move you until we're ready to move you. That's that's Daryl Morey. For all of Daryl Morey's faults, you can think whatever you want about him. He hasn't won a championship yet. Fine. But since 2006, when he was hired as the general manager of the Houston Rockets, he is indisputably one of the best general managers in the NBA. Talk to anybody around the league. They'll tell you he's and I've spoken to him at length over the years, especially when, back when I was at the ringer, when I was just doing mm-hmm. the NBA, he's so smart. There's clearly a mind at work there. So what you've got now is a guy who's going to make things uncomfortable in an organization that is forever uncomfortable. Yeah. This happens all the time. Every year, something bad goes through. I mean, buddy, you're in the right spot, I guess. Good luck yeah. with that. So I agree with you on Maury. I do think Maury, there's a lot of debate between like him and Howie Roseman in this town. Howie obviously has a Super Bowl ring, but I think they're very similar in a lot of ways. Like the way they think, their level Mm -hmm. of intellect. Like I do think highly of Maury. My only thing would be, I think this could be uglier than the Ben Simmons thing. Like looking back on Ben, he definitely caused a bit of a scene. Like you said, there's the practice he gets thrown out of. He's not really trying, blah, blah. But Ben also didn't talk. Like Ben was there and it seemed like he was just quiet. 
James to me seems like he's going to show up and he's going to be talking to the media. He's going to be, you know, vocal in practice and all those things. And I think a key difference is when they, when that was going on at that point, like doc was in what his second year, if I'm not mistaken, this is a first year head, a first year coach in Nick nurse, obviously a veteran coach, but you're building your, your like program, you're building your atmosphere, you're building your climate like that you want to have as head coach. And you're going to have arguably the most disruptive player in the entire NBA. there doing it. And like, what do you, you're going to give him reps. I would assume like to borrow football terms, I'm training camp mode, but he's going to be with the starters. So I do kind of think, I don't know, man, I might just trade him. Like, I don't know if waiting around is a move here on this one. Trade him to who? I mean, if he, if he only wants to go to the Clippers, let's say you find a better deal somewhere else. Are you going to trade him somewhere else? I mean, is he going to well, go? Would you is do he going to Norman be... Powell, like Robert Covington, Terrence Mann package? No, it's a bad package. No? I mean, look, I love Rocco and he had a great time in Philadelphia. Yes. I do like Norman Powell. I think he'd be a useful piece, but I think, you know, ultimately if it's between that group and Hey, I'd rather just have James Harden. Cause I think you, you made a good point that the way that he played last year was beneficial to the team. Mm-hmm. I, I get why Daryl Morey wouldn't just say, I'm going to pass him off for a bunch of cast offs. Right. I mean, there's not a lot of leverage here on either side, which is why I think like I, you said, Oh, well, there's a new, a new coach, right? James right. Harden is going to come in. Are they going to give him reps? And stuff? Is James Harden going to come in? Like, I think so. You think he's just going to no show? They're going to find him at that point. Like even yeah. Ben showed up. Yeah, but I mean, to to an extent, right? And then all of a sudden, right. all of a sudden, he disappeared again. So I don't know. I don't know where this goes. I don't think it goes anywhere good. But that just brings me back to my initial point, which is with or without James Harden, I don't. Th- I think the story ends the way it always ends. He's Not going to get the Sixers having yeah. a parade. <laughs> Well, look, if James Harden comes back, I think they have a shot. But here's what I'd also say uh, about Harden. Like, one major difference is Ben didn't like his teammates. I do wonder if Harden would come back and if, you know, they don't like the offer, he wants to play, he is a free agent at the end of the year, which is different with Ben. Do you think it matters that it's Maury and not the teammates? Like, Maury can be the bad cop. He's at the second floor of the practice facility. Like, Ben's biggest enemy on that team was arguably, like, Joel. And Joel's right in the, the starting lineup. So do you think that makes a difference on how he might act? Yeah, maybe a little bit. Um, although I just find it so curious that all of a sudden Daryl Morey's the main enemy, right? For James yeah, Harden. Because well, he lied. I mean, well, again, we don't know that. And we don't know, like, we weren't privy to exactly how those conversations went. And I, again, I suspect that there were two different perspectives on the same conversation. Sure. But independent of that, I think it's really interesting that forever in a day, James Harden and Daryl Morey were like super. Th- Super mm-hmm. tight, right? I mean, like, yeah, remember that hug when he got off the plane? Oh, it was, the hug, it was romantic. Yeah, it was like reunited, and it feels so good, right? Exactly. And then all of a sudden, it's it's not that. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it feels to me that James Harden is constantly setting himself up against the foil, and generally, it's whatever team he wants to leave. Mm-hmm. But this is not something new for James Harden. If this had been the first time that James Harden was on a team, and he was like, "I can't believe this guy. They really screwed me. Get me out of here." Okay, then you start to listen. If it was the right. second time, maybe you'd even be like, "All right, I get it." I mean, like, you know, it didn't go great for him in the last. This is the third time. Like, at what yeah. point do you go? This is a the 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 James Harden who cried wolf is crying wolf again. So my counter to that would be like, and this is another reason I think that James at least feels Daryl lied. I tend to agree with you, and I think the reality is probably as it always is somewhere in the middle. There's a gray. Like Daryl said something to make James think that, although. 
Pat Beverly on his pod, and I would suggest everyone listens to it, the Pat Bev pod, uh, Barstool Sports. It's a it's a really good listen on the situation. He he said, like, basically, to paraphrase, James feels Daryl cost him money. And Pat Bev is clearly biased in this situation, but on kind of on both sides. Like, he's biased towards Maury because he's his current boss, and he's biased towards James because he's his really good friend. So it does seem that at least Pat Beverly thinks that, that that's what happened. But if you look at it, James turned down money from the Nets, demanded a trade here, took less money. Like those actions do kind of lean towards someone that feels Daryl Morey is going to put more money in his pocket, right? I mean, to an extent, yes, but but once more. Okay, so we don't know also, like what when we're saying put more money in his pocket, are we saying we're going to, that they're going to just him max out? him out? Yeah, no, like, I mean. Because he's not a max player anymore. He's 33 right. years old. He's about to be 34. He's clearly lost a step. Everybody has seen that. Yes, he played differently last season and they asked him to be more of a facilitator and he was awesome at, uh, in that regard. Mm-hmm. Well, we can, it's not the same, like that step back, uh, the hesitation when he's going to the rim, like when he's trying to turn the corner on the pick and roll, he's definitely yeah. lost a step. And age-wise, like what, what franchise in the NBA would max him out on a long-term deal. Literally none because Agreed. none of them nope. did. Yeah. 100%. So I'm not sure yeah. what kind of money they did offer him in the offseason in terms of a uh, uh, contract extension or what he thought he was going to get because clearly what he thought he was going to get isn't available. Yeah, I agree. And I think that the root of all this on both sides is Daryl can't pay him what he either thought or originally thought because he's not worth it. And there's no market for James Harden.